Okay, we are not all right. Whoops. Whoopsie <laughs> doozy. Honest, open, and vulnerable may contain adult language and material that is not suitable for listeners under 18. This is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. Audience discretion is advised. And welcome to episode 147 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. And I'm Scarlett. And I'm Matthew. We always encourage audience participation. One way to do that is to send us an email, hlbpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail, the following phone number, 231-846-8420. And you can find me on Instagram at Matthew Scribbles. And you can also post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can also find me on Instagram at kernel underscore tux. That's K-E-R-N-E-L underscore T-U-X. You can find us on Instagram at hovpodcasts. You can find my blog at inscarletstorm.wordpress.com. You can find me on Instagram at the Fuchsia Lady, T-H-E-F-U-C-H-I-L-A-D-Y. And once again, we are com- com- coming at you live <laughs> from uh, from, and we can say, say that uh, not non ironically <laughs> from uh, Studio Nitpick. And again, we are we. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> um, what uh, you can find us li- live. Uh, we are live on YouTube at bit.ly slash hov podcast underscore YouTube all lowercase. And uh, all of our uh, all the t- titles of our episodes uh, actually are you know it's stuff that we say in the in the midst of the episodes. So if there's some something that uh, kind of catch catches your catches your ear, uh, tag tag it with the hashtag show title. And uh, we like to uh, uh, start every, every uh, episode with our uh, mo- moments of squee. Uh, what do you have, uh, Matthew? Um- it's a little uh, it's a little late in the game, but uh, my moment of squee is a a movie I got to see just uh, the other night. I, I guess I can say the other night when this thing actually uh, <laughs> uh, well the recorded version goes uh, <laughs> yeah. available. But for those watching live, this happened the previous evening compared to today, so that would be last night. Uh, I saw the movie Gemini Man. Uh, it's uh, a Will Smith vehicle uh, where he portrays a hitman who is uh, betrayed by his government and he has to face off against a very formidable opponent, his younger self. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Will Smith on Will Smith action. Not like that. And Hey, now. <laughs> is, this NC, is this move rated NC-17? It was not. <laughs> it is... Definitely not. Uh, it the the premise may sound a little you know a little bit cliche, but I I happen to like movies that uh, kind of deal with stuff like this. That's that kind of has some elements of sci-fi and especially in today's modern age, where it's not exactly that far out of the realm of possibility where science can for reasons. Uh, that may not be always benevolent, fall into the wrong hands and mm-hmm. things happen. And next thing you know, you're fighting your younger self from, you know, your, your early 20s, which uh, I'd rather not have to go through that, you know? <laughs> like, hey, I remember you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how should how 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 do you get so much gray hair? <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing is, uh, it, uh, you know, 
Will Smith plays both parts of, you know, the younger version of himself and the older version of himself. And there's a line in the movie where he's a, where younger Smith says to Smith, the elder, you sound old. And this is before they see each other face to face. You sound old. So Smith, the elder in towards the, uh, the end of the movie uh, talks, talks about, um, how uh, in shape he is in his current at his current age in his in the movie his character's age is fifty one years old so he he boasts about how he's still in very peak physical condition he runs marathons and you know he's he's living a, he's living a good life and then of course the uh, bravado of youth you sound old. <laughs> <laughs> did he did he uh was, was there any like self-deprecating de- humor at at uh movies that will smith starred in that didn't quite go go as well as as he hoped no oh. there was no references to any of those movies uh, i can't think of which one you might be referring to i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not uh ta- i'm not talking about any specific movie i'm just you know it it, it the that that's a missed opportunity in my mind. <laughs> uh, well, he he did drop a uh, Philadelphia reference. I'm like, oh, okay. There there's a couple of um... where he was born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> but yes, it was it was a good movie. Uh, sure, it, it may have been may, maybe not have been the most original plot of a movie, but. I thought it was I thought it was decent. I don't know if I would see it again, but it I'm it, it was <laughs> one that I had circled on my movie my movie list. I don't see movies very often, so if something makes it to my movie list, that tells me I need to at least give it a good honest uh, viewing and then I'll make my determination on whether or not it was good or not. Uh uh I had this experience with uh, a movie I saw a few years ago called the uh, red dragon Inn, which was a, uh, a foreign film that was done in the 1960s. I forget if it was early or late, but it, it won some, uh, some film festival award, uh, when it was released. So I thought, okay, uh, I would love to get a little bit more exposure to Asian cinema, especially if something won a, you know, a film festival award. So, uh, uh, me and a friend of mine uh, went to go see this movie. And when we left, we both said to ourselves, how on earth did that win an award? That was terrible. Maybe that was just the lesser of all the evils. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't know. The, 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 of course, movie production standards have changed, of course, over time. But when you can... And maybe maybe I just it's a product of his age, but when you can see a combat scene that involves a lot of spears, and I, I'm guessing they were spears. I don't remember if they were actually like bows and arrows, like arrows being shot across the screen. If they were spears, anyhow, uh, a, a very simple or javelin, something along that line, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where you have something with a you know a, a tip at the end attached to at least a, a a wooden rod or a pole or a dowel of some unknown length <laughs> and it's and it you know zooms across your screen and you can tell that some of these uh these props are being thrown backwards oh man <laughs> hey, hey that was facing the opposite way <laughs> and you know they're they're zooming you know right right to left left to right but it's not all of, all of the arrowheads are facing the same way they're <laughs> some are you know facing down to the left some are diagonally to the right this won an award somehow. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting off uh, I'm getting off track here. But uh, like Gemini Man, I wanted to give Red Dragon in an honest honest viewing. I was disappointed there, but with Gemini Man, I thought it was it was a decent showing in my opinion. So I'm glad I was able to cross that off the list. And hopefully, the next time that we are around the podcast table, I will be able to cross another movie off that list. So stay <laughs> tuned or given the uh <laughs> yeah today's calendar date <laughs> spoilers <laughs>
So, okay, I guess I'll I'll go next. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as I've talked talked about uh, nu- numerous times, I I am going uh, going through a, a coding boot camp, and I just recently uh, fin- finished my uh, my fourth my fourth project. Um, it's not not. I, this isn't. It's not technically a moment of squeeze. It's more like a moment of relief. <laughs> squee leaf. <laughs> okay. Hey, there. There's a show title. <laughs> I don't know how you would spell that, but <laughs> but um, I what I, what I ended up doing was uh was well for, first first off like it, I. I I think all th- three of us come from a generation where if you publicly talk about imaginary friends, you suddenly that you quickly got der- derided, made fun of, and bullied. <laughs> and so I just, I just, and so I decided to make what I, I wish that was around when I when I was like a little 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 kid. What I, what it's imaginary friend forum. Where, uh, where you, there's no like user accounts, or there's like so you can just anonymously post, you know, like a like one of your imaginary friends, and you know other people can like it and comment on it, but you know again there's no there's no like name name atta- attached to it, and so you you know you could uh, like I I guess do like a like like a punked post or something. In, in the description, like tag some someone's name on it or something. I don't know, <laughs> but um, or you could have some people say, "Hey, I had a friend that was just like that, except mine was uh, purple with pink stripes." <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that that was my uh, <laughs> my kind of semi squeeze squealy. Yeah, squealy. How about you, Scarlett? Squirrely or squealy? <laughs> um I would have to say that I have a I have a um opportunity that's being presented to me and I'm just trying to decide if I'm going to take it or not for a new position new company new job new type of work. So having that um it's kind of a good thing to have. Having that uh always good to have options. To mm-hmm. have that that option, I guess, that, that decision, what am I going to do? So that was probably my moment of squee because I really think that I probably, it would be a really good fit for me. It's just, there's a lot of, um, there's some benefits to staying where I'm at and then there's some benefits to making a change. So. Yeah. There's well, with any choice, there's trade-offs either way. Right. So I'm just sort of trying to make a decision. So. That would be my moment of squee, I think. Having a having a decision to make. <laughs> and um so so yeah. <laughs> not, you not, must do what you feel is right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do that, I always sound like Dracula. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a Jedi for us. <laughs> uh-huh. I shall count them. <laughs> One, two. And speaking of counting, <laughs> the, uh, it, and in the uh, kind of bef- before uh, we uh, walk, walked into the studio, uh, Matt, you, Matt, Matthew had met, mentioned a little little some, something involving uh, self checkout. Before we get here. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of something. Okay. Involving Did it hurt? It did. Because <laughs> oh, there we go. It, it involved the count from Sesame Street. I I I did I did some researching on him when I should have been writing earlier than the month that I wasn't. Uh, but I didn't know this. But apparently the count in his earliest appearances had hypnotic powers. He could hypnotize. Oh yeah, he oh, could remember yeah. the times. I remember he that. He could hypnotize other characters on Sesame Street into silence, and they would. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, and then he would count his, you know, his do little his uh, little counting thing, and I never, I never do that. <laughs> so that's doing do in that last little bit we we just had there. I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. I wanted to mention that before we got to the uh, 
the actual uh, the, the other cheesy thing that <laughs> I wanted to bring up, which uh, we'll yeah, go I'm just, I'm 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 sure that that that, that didn't like last long because like the like some of the you know the uh, children's television work workshop was like uh, we can't have a guy that kind of looks like a seems like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway. But then you have Bert and Ernie, which is a whole nother so- ball of wax. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's so yeah. overblown. Oh, I know. <sighs> They're just two gay guys that live saying, with each other. I mean, how did, what, that, that's I'm not like. I'm just saying that, you know, you can. And here's one for you. Wouldn't it be horrible if Mr. Rogers, who's about the most clean, squeaky clean person on the, that you've ever imagined, to be safe with children. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be horrible if you found out he was really a pedophile? <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't I don't I don't see that happening. <laughs> I would just... he, was such, he was such a good man. Yes, he was. And there there's yes. a, there's another movie coming out that yes, I want to see. Yes, so. that yes. Tom, Tom Tom Hanks is uh star, starring in it. Yes. And I I I remember uh like one little clip from like a tr- a, tr- a trailer uh-huh. like the the guy asked was like I thought I was supposed to be interviewing you. <laughs> well, I bring that up because but, um, some people that I was talking to over Halloween, they were like, we really ought to have a Halloween. We, we need to have a themed party for next year. And we should have fucked up childhood shows. And I said, do we get to use Barney as a yes. as, as, as a pinata? Yes. If we can yes. Use, but if yes. We can have Barney as a pinata where I can beat the heck out of him. Yeah, I'll go for that. So. <laughs> I am just reminded of that episode of The Simpsons when uh, when Homer had Mr. Burns stuffed bear and Homer's sitting there watching TV <laughs> and he's watching a clip of Barney and Barney's counting. And Homer's just he's just eating this all up. He's like, hey, I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Barney on the screen waving his arms, counting two plus two is four. And <laughs> Homer's just, he's just eating it all up. Maggie has no interest because she's playing with Bobo the bear, but Homer's watching Barney. He's like, <laughs> I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> the ones that scare me are the Teletubbies. I remember uh, I was babysitting, I was babysitting, and I had probably. I probably had eight little kids over at my house one day and I was just getting them to, I was just trying to occupy them because I had a baby to take care of too. And I was like, just watch TV. I don't even care what you watch. And they put on Teletubby and I swear it was like all of them were like hypnotized. And like, I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. Why are this so popular? And I swear no time did it speak human English. It was like, and like the kids were like, engrossed in it it was just like the scariest thing i've ever seen so two episodes of teletubbies and i was like you can't watch teletubbies anymore because if (laughs) i don't know what they're saying i think you're plotting to take over the world no (laughs) we are actually what at least 20 years removed from that whole hoopla over whether one of the teletubbies was allegedly gay because it because it was the purple one that had the little triangle on its head and, and okay. carried around yeah. a purse. Yeah. And, and like, really, this people are getting getting you know bent out of shape they're over not, this. And and yet and yet they're okay with them speaking a foreign language to their children, and that's okay. I guess British well, English yeah, can be a foreign that. language. Well, yeah. Well, no, they don't speak they don't speak English at all. It's just they know what they were talking about. That's like the teacher from Charlie Brown. Well, yeah, wah, 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 yeah. Wah, wah, wah. pretty much. Or or Beaker, yeah, yeah. Beaker from the yeah. Muppets. No, no, Beaker. I was just getting to that. <laughs> we're going like through some. Wow, we're we in the weeds. Here. Okay. Anyway, moving on. People are gonna love this show. <laughs> but that brings up an actual good question. Uh, what was your? What were your favorite? T- uh, shows to watch as a kid like those kind of shows i always liked mr rogers i always enjoyed that and going to the land of make-believe and and i i was one of these kids who had an exceptional exceptionally vivid imagination to the point and i also was a very sensitive child so my dad he didn't even want me watching star wars because he thought it would upset me too much which is ridiculous but you know, I was very, I was also sheltered, but, um, 
you know, I always enjoyed that because I could kind of, it was okay for me to kind of daydream and it was okay. Uh, the Electric Company, I remember watching LeVar Burton on The Reading Rainbow. Yeah. I remember, and it was so funny because when he started playing on um, Star Trek, The Next Generation, yeah. I remember going, hey, I know him. <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> Um, I also knew, and also Roots, you could say the same thing. Hey, isn't that the guy from Reading Rainbow? Yeah. Um, so it, it was just, uh, I always liked the Sesame Street, not so much. Because I think it talked down to me. It was almost beneath me, if if that makes sense. Because they, um, maybe, maybe age appropriateness, I don't know. Yeah. But... but uh, I think it's funny because they have these um, farmers insurance commercials now where they have the count (laughs) and he's getting ready to take, he's going to do his chores and he, he, he's looking at his lawnmower, his, his riding lawnmower and he's looking at it going, I have one chore today, one chore. And then lightning comes and strikes it. And goes, well, there goes my chore for the day. <laughs> so I just think that that's funny that they're using Muppets now. And and they're also doing it for, um, oh, what was the other one? That's uh, the portal, the Facebook portal. They have the Muppets doing those commercials too. Hmm. So I think that's just really... I just think that's kind of interesting. They're bringing back the Muppets. Mm-hmm. So that was always my fun. My favorite was like Reading Rainbow and, you know, Electric Company and Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. And, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, uh, early, early on, it was Sesame Street. And on, on my, my favorite, my favorite part, my favorite part were the animated pinball, uh, little, 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 uh, little, skits or, or whatever and you know you'd um it would, it would start um it would, it would always start start out with like that that little ball with the spring thing and then and then get you get like this like kind of like watered down dis, disco music and you know and they 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 would pick a number between one and twelve and then they they'd show like a scene of of like like however many like gnomes or dogs and then and they all like did something to keep keep the keep the ball keep keep the ball moving and uh the, and then also uh you know mr rogers I, I think that had a little bit more staying power with me and uh had uh like Ma- magic school bus was kind of mm-hmm. sprinkled in and bob bob ross and but um but uh that that uh i, I was on a pretty steady di- diet uh, of those until 1992 when i saw batman the animated series i'm like all right all right i'm, d- I'm done with those guys let's, let's watch this stuff so Boy, I feel old. I graduated in 91. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, funny story about the pinball, because here we are talking about pinball yeah. yet again. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the vocals were done by the Pointer Sisters, and through each of those sketches, they never did one for number one. It was always two through 12. There is that's, a compil- right. that's true, yeah. There is a compilation I of remember that. all yeah. the pinball sketches on YouTube, and there is not a single sketch for number one. Two through twelve. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, you trying to get you know kids kids to learn how to count and you know and all that. You kind of you kind of need need more more, more than, than one thing element. to count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I liked uh, you know I grew up on Sesame Street, of course. Uh, I and I did like uh, Mister Rogers. I thought X the Owl on Mister uh-huh. Rogers yeah. was he was my favorite character. He was he was absolutely my favorite. I liked when he fed the fish. I really liked when he fed the fish. Uh, three, two, one contact was a little bit oh, beyond yeah. me at that point. I even forgot about because that one. It, you know, it was it was more I think academically based, and I wasn't quite there yet. Uh, but the Great Space Coaster, which was another Jim Henson vehicle, uh-huh. uh huh. 
was something that I couldn't fully grasp. I think it was also something that was a little bit beyond me then too, except for they had a newscaster sketch with uh, Gary Gnu. That's how he pronounced <laughs> oh, it. Gary Gnu. Yes. Oh, geez. The Gary Gnu show. Was he a big Linux guy? <laughs> no, he was a big Gnu. <laughs> and he, he was my favorite character on that show. Yeah. Oh, he was an actual. He was Gnu. a character. Oh, okay. Okay. He was actually I, I, a new. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gary. Interesting. Gnu. So, uh, and, and the Great Space Coaster didn't, uh, I didn't, I, it came and it went, I, and I don't know what happened, but I, I, watched, I watched that, and it was like, I bounced between that to Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers, and I think those were my main go-tos, because, you, you know, Sesame Street was on, I think, for a full hour, and Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers was, I think, a half hour long, the yeah. Great Space Coaster. I think part of the reason why the Great Space Coaster would, you know, kind of didn't, fully sink in for me was because it was on in the morning and I was always getting ready to go, you know, to yeah. school or whatever. And Sesame street was on in the afternoon with Mr. Rogers. And maybe that's why I, I have more of a recollection for mm-hmm. them than I would have the great space coaster. Uh, but, uh, I missed out on the electric company, but I did, I've, I've seen, you know, some clips of it on, uh, on YouTube. I, I finally got an appreciation for a three, two, one contact when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. And part of the reason for that is they did a week-long series of going to Alaska. Hmm. And they had some just fantastic aerial shots of the Alaskan landscape. And the musical accompaniment that they had with it, I still remember what that is. And even now, I still found myself not too long ago Googling 321 contact Alaska just so I could find it again. No luck yet. Uh. Yet. But maybe someday. Yeah, just look in the dark web. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> right behind the Tully Tubbies. <laughs> hmm. So anyway. <laughs> so it's, about your childhood. Yeah. yeah. Um, so taking the long way into this, uh, this yeah. story, uh, this comes courtesy of the Burgundy Review Discord. Uh, someone posted an article about... Uh, self-checkout systems at your local grocery store or big box store or wherever. And I'll, and this comes from, this is courtesy of the CBC. And the headline is, let me pull that up here just a moment. A crime of opportunity. Why some shoppers steal at self-checkout. And it leads in saying self-checkout theft is an acknowledged problem, but what's talked about less is who's committing the crime. Turns out it may be someone, you know, even you. I'm glad we have video so I can do that. <laughs> I just pointed at the camera for those who didn't see the, uh, who are not video capable. Uh, and this article goes on and it talks about uh, some statistics that were, were conducted for uh, retail losses caused by self-checkout. And it, the, uh, the, the, uh, they, have quotes from an emeritus professor at the University of Le- Leicester, if I'm, I'm totally not pronouncing that right. But his name is, his name is Adrian Beck. And he says, Beck's research included interviewing and gathering data from 13 major United Kingdom and U.S. retailers such as Walmart and Target. Based on his findings, he estimates a large retailer with half its transactions being processed through self-checkout can expect added losses in the millions of dollars. And they actually interviewed uh, a couple of people, uh, This, uh, such as Bob Maraca, who is the vice president of loss prevention at the National Retail Federation in the U.S. He says, quote, now I've got to bag my own stuff and I've got to check out myself. And it's a little bit of a hassle. So guess what? I get to take one or two things for free. That's the mentality, he says. Not his mentality, but that is the prevailing thought. In It sounds like his opinion. Uh he goes on to say, you say, oh, goodness me, did I make a mistake? I'm terribly sorry. So he's le- he's saying if they get caught, self-check, self-checkout thieves may know they may be able to get away with it by claiming ignorance. And that's where that fault, that's what precedes the quote of, or you say, oh, goodness me, did I make a mistake? I'm terribly sorry. So 
So he talks about that, and then they, there's a another section called the carrot trick and other scams. Okay. So, you, you, are you are you sure that this that that this came from CBC and not BuzzFeed in, is, in one of their little it you is know, CBC. pictures of self checkout stealing? You won't believe he's number seven. It is absolutely <laughs> from the CBC. Another scam back uh, that this article references is customers choosing a code on the machine for a much cheaper item such as carrots while scanning pricier products without barcodes. Beck says, "If I put grapes through the scanner, I'm paraphrasing. I'm sorry." I'll read the actual quote. If I put through grapes as carrots, how would you ever know? And he's got he's got a point. How would the scanner know if you're just putting in a code for carrots, but you're not actually bagging carrots? You're bagging, well, say, avocados or bananas or some other fruit of some some sort. Anyway, it was a really interesting article to read about um, how honesty and the self-checkout system is essentially a glorified honor system that maybe some, according to this, people don't always adhere to. And usually if there's a problem I have at my self-checkout, I'll, I'll usually you know, call the attendant and I don't have a lot of items at self-checkout, but I've never have I really thought about, oh, that, that's mine, that's mine, <laughs> that's mine. What are you looking at? My... <laughs> <laughs> Eyes on your own work. <laughs> beep, beep. Just, just make making the make making the noise of of the scanner, not actually <laughs> not actually scanning. You know, just kind of like do you know wait, waving it uh, kind of like above, so it kind of looks like you're scanning. Then it, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm gonna I keep an like- eye out at the grocery store and see if anybody actually does that. <laughs> Because there's probably some people, like some little kids, might actually do that. They mimic sounds, so there, there might be kids like beep, beep, or if there's like a whole, you know, like two or three of them, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the self scanning checkouts. Every time I use them, I have a problem with them, so I just don't use them. I just avoid them. I can I can see the convenience of using them, but if uh... If need be, I'll, and if I have like a lot of items, I won't do oh, self checkout. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll absolutely go to an actual real life person and and go there. Or if I have a lot of produce items, I'll go and I'll go and do the regular checkout. So you won't tell the self checkout you have 12, 20 bags of carrots. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of a, a joke I heard from a local comic about you now uh, people who use the self checkout system, especially late at night, are usually stoners. This is again a joke. Yeah. Don't, don't you know, as the kids say these days, don't at me, or if you do, hobpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> and so, don't he, at me, bro. So his joke goes: uh, uh, Can you imagine going through the self checkout and, and you know while you're stoned, you you know, w- you know welcome welcome to the grocery store. May I may I t- you know please scan your first item? Beep. Ice cream. You must be high. And you look around. <laughs> A little bit of a startled, a startled expression on your face. Now place your penis on the scale. I bet it weighs a lot. And you're just absolutely horrified that a scanner would ask you to do such a thing. But what do you? What else are you going to do? So, Maybe, penis seven know. ounces. <laughs> he concludes. He he doesn't really know how much a penis actually weighs, but. It seemed like a good number. <laughs> I'm telling the joke very, very badly, but it, that's just what this whole conversation reminded me of was that was that bit from that comic. So with all due respect and all due apologies to that unknown local comic, I am sorry for ruining your joke. <laughs> this is going to be a great show to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> but um, t- today's also the... Uh, 56th uh, an- an- anniversary of uh, Doctor Who. Ha-ha! <laughs> and uh, for, for those p- uh, playing the home audio, home audio game, uh, Ma- Matthew is holding up a sonic screwdriver. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't use the sound. I'll just wave it around. It's, like it's, they it's, always do, right? It, it's it's fun. It's fun if you do. I mean, I'm... T- <laughs> but anyway... Maybe that'll fix this show. <laughs> 
Uh, or it might. I don't. I don't know. Might, might do something more. worse. It'll it'll reverse the polarity of the uh, <laughs> the podcast show. <laughs> yeah. So and anyway, um, t- uh, I don't. I uh, I've lost the uh, the 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 doc- Doctor Who theme, so I can't. <laughs> and the sonic screwdriver won't won't help with that. No. But but, but any any time we've used that, we've gotten flagged. So <laughs> so it's probably best that we don't use it. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, the the button is the button doesn't on the shelf. No, but no, no. As I said, even the sonic screwdriver won't help. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, I, um, it's not not too not too many um not too many shows can you know kind of. Boast that now. Gr- granted, it wasn't on for all fifty-six years, <laughs> but but I mean, there's I mean, there there's I mean, I, I would say for like at, at least a majority of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we're kind of getting to that halfway point now. Uh, but then you know, look at another show like Star Trek, mm-hmm. where originally it was only on for three years, and then it was gone for mm-hmm. nearly you know. You know, almost twenty more before it. You know, the next generation came in, and then they had that nice run up until two thousand uh, three or four with Enterprise. Yeah, and, and then they went away, and now Discovery came back almost another twenty years later. So, I hate to tell you, but look at Star Wars, which yeah, only dates yeah. me because that that came out about the time I was born. So yeah, so and yeah, there yeah there was like a good twenty. Uh, the 20, 20 year long per- period where mm-hmm. there was like all 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 you had with with Star Wars was was uh, the was original Twix- trilogy. Well, no, I mean it was uh, was well, obviously the original trilogy. But I mean af- after after those were released, I mean you had like the ac- action figures and you know then the um, the the extended universe uh, mm-hmm. novels. So. The Ewoks cartoon and the Ewok movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The uh, the much ballyhooed holiday special. <laughs> Jeez. First, first, literally the first twenty minutes of that is Wookiees talking. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, though. Have you ever seen Hardware Wars? Okay, if you get a chance to watch Hardware Wars, I highly recommend it. It is it is a spoof on. Star Wars, but it's the toaster and the coffee maker or something like that in space. And but they do little shorts and they do this one called Bambi versus Godzilla. And they go through this, they run through this, uh, I would say probably get two minutes of the credits, and then you get to the movie. And it's little Bambi, and she's you know, Bambi's eating grass and then you hear Godzilla coming, and Godzilla stomps on Bambi, and then you have another five minutes of credits. I kid you not, that is the entire short. It's Bambi versus Godzilla, and Godzilla wins. <laughs> but anyway, isn't isn't that Robot Chicken? No, it's it's Cardboard Wars. Cardboard Wars. So. I don't know you. Just, it just sounded like you just described Robot Chicken. Well, Robot Chicken would be just, Robot Chicken would do something stupid like that. It too, sounds like but... Celebrity Deathmatch to me. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. But um, I love Robot Chicken. Now I have that song in my head. Thanks. Bok, 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 bok. Thanks. 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 That your worm is now in my head. Okay. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, that's what just that just reminded me of. You we know. are we are doing so wonderful at staying on topic today. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, today is the fifty sixth anniversary of Doctor Who. Uh, I remember the fiftieth anniversary when we went into the theater. We went and saw that. That seems like mm-hmm. just like yesterday. I know. Wasn't that, it doesn't yes. seem like it was really that long ago. No. Well, okay, not yesterday, but a while. Yeah. It, it, no. it, it could be yesterday from a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Vlad. There we go, talking about Dracula. Okay, Vlad, okay. America, I thought of you. I thought of you. I thought of you the other night too. I was watching some movie 
It was Blackula. Yes. No, Rockula. 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 Oh, that doesn't sound nearly as fun. Yeah. Blackula is funny. Blackula is outstanding. Blackula is hilarious. But no, this is Rockula, and it's all rock. It's a rock opera. opera. Okay. So it, terrible music, terrible music, terrible plot. But I thought of you because I thought, you talk like that. <laughs> So anyway, I don't know if I should be uh, taking that as a compliment or other. No, it made me think it is either. It made me it made me giggle. But anyway, Rockula is not a bad movie, but Blackula is better. <laughs> Get a chance to see Blackula. You'll yeah, that's a funny movie. Put that down on your list for next Halloween. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, fifty sixth anniversary of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. still going strong. Uh, you two were uh, indulging yourself in a little bit of a. Uh, yeah, we were we were uh, kind of uh, going going. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's uh, this is kind of a normal thing thing for me where I just jump jump back to you know the first first series with uh, uh, with uh, Eccleston. Eccleston. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> his name escaped, and I and I just kind of go go back go go back through it, and so uh, this is kind of a. Re- we're uh, now at uh, in series nine. I think like in the middle of like a, like episode ten of ser- series nine, and so hope hopefully by the time we get to ser- series eleven, that that series would be pr- would be uh, available on Prime <laughs> because that I, I think that was the first first series with uh, what's the the, the current the current uh, do- doctor. Um, I. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I just know the doctor. I just can't stand the companion. We always. Oh, that. Oh, that. We're just waiting for Clara to die. What's this wee business? Don't include me with your. Uh, no, okay. no, it's going, I wait for this. I wait for this because I think she's narcissistic and she's a liar and she's kind of like the doctor, actually, but. Somebody once upon a time on this very podcast brought up uh, <laughs> Clara's uh, uh, proclivity for for not telling the truth. Yeah, Scarlett and I are, are, are have been very vocal about our dislike of Clara, <laughs> and it's not it's not it's not Jenna Coleman. I like her as an actress, but this storyline just I don't like as a companion. See. I think that as a companion, okay, so most companions will travel with the doctor and they're they're better for it. At the end, they're better for it. Clara is not getting better for knowing the doctor. I think she's getting worse. And I think he's getting worse. They're they're almost like, you know, we were talking about toxic relationships. It's almost like they're bringing out the worst in each other. And it's the way it's written. And mm-hmm. it's the it, it's necessary. I understand that, but man, I just wish she would go away. I would almost rather it be that way instead of it being something where and oh, I can feel I can feel the people warming up their keyboards already. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it be this than to have a another rehash of Tenth Doctor and Rose. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that would be my uh. next. Yes, that would be my next one that I did. I tell you, I think they did. I I think they did the best with, um, Rory and. Oh Amy. yeah, Rory, Rory yeah. and Amy. Oh yeah, because they brought out her human elements too. They didn't make her perfect. Mm-mm. But they, but they, that whole that whole run was just written so brilliantly. And with River Song and just all of that kind of just wrapped up in there, that that was, and I guess maybe I compare everything to that now, because I think that was like brilliant writing. Mm-hmm. And I Which just it absolutely was. So it's just a matter of you know, are they going to get back to that brilliant writing, or is everything going to be not quite up to those standards for me? Spoilers. Spoilers, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, when I when I was uh, re- reading uh, reviews of of uh, after having after after having reached uh, ser- series three, I decided to uh, do 
uh, <clears throat> look look through comments and re- reviews of, of of series two, and I'm reading through like did these people watch? I mean, did <clears throat> I don't I don't think we were watching the same show. <laughs> I mean, it's like the I, I, and you know kind of and and what. <clears throat> and in uh and in, you know sub after you know after con- continuing to wa- watch it later i kind of look look back look back at at uh at season two as kind of like an an, an outlier because the i mean the the tone did change a, a, a little bit but uh just some just the sizable group just you know kind of took took it off in a totally different direction i'm like wait what that no <laughs> that's not what happened to the show at all <laughs> i look at series two as really just an extension of series one because we saw our we saw the regeneration really early on yeah and so it's it's so i don't really see like an a definitive end even though there was a definitive end to the to uh the ninth doctor and then they brought in the tenth doctor i look at all of that as just one one series because you have your first companion and the, the that companion sticks around until the end yeah so <laughs> literally <laughs> <laughs> literally that's the name of the episode <laughs> and and then you get series three and then you introduce uh oh, come on come on uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're. I, yeah, um, yeah, I can't think. Jeez, fucking adult memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we introduce her, our next companion. <laughs> yes, and so, uh... so that to me seems like you know that's we we actually see like the end of that chapter of the Doctor, and then we see a brand new set with uh, when they when they introduce. Uh, this yeah. is so bad. I, I know. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> can, can if we look if this only up, we had, if only we had a network of computers that had information on them, I, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> that would interact with each other in a network. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that would be so awesome if that if that happened if if, uh, if that existed. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I I wondered if they dropped the ball by not making. Jack Harkness, a companion, but he was a companion of sorts. But then I saw Torchwood, and then that that shot that theory. Oh, Mar- Martha Jones. Martha Jones. There Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So when they introduced Martha, I I, I see that as now we're actually going to see ten in a different way. Hmm. Or the Doctor, I should say, in a different way than what we saw when the series started. Because we got to see nine come in, boom, there's a regeneration. Here's now ten. There's and Rose is there through all of it, and then she's gone. And now we have a brief introduction to Donna and Noble, and then yeah. we have. How could I remember Donna? But I couldn't remember <laughs> freaking Martha. <laughs> and and I think that's where series three is where it actually got its legs because. I find the reintroduction of the master very, very, mm-hmm. very compelling. That yeah. arc was very yes. compelling to me. Yes, and, and maybe that's why I look at it differently because now we actually get more into like the uh, the backstory and the, the mythos and so right. just well, mm-hmm. here's a Dalek, here's a Cyberman. You know, these are classic monsters. And like, nope, now we're getting into the Gallifreyan piece of things mm-hmm. and more of the classic aura of the show, I guess. Yeah, and series series one, they were they were definitely like tr- trying some trying things. Um, it it was it was kind of like a hey, let's put this out there and see and and see if it still ha- you know kind of has the 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 grav- gravity of an of, of an audience as you know as before you know as you know with the original series and so they they um they they were still kind of working under the same like like not the same but similar budgetary constraints because bbc wasn't quite wasn't quite 
you know, sure if they could still make make money at it. And you know, Ru- you know, Russell T Davies, who drew, who grew up on this stuff, he's and you know, I I'm not like real familiar of like how that how that all worked out. But there there's a de- there is a definite line in terms of storytelling between series one and two, and then ser- and series three. And I know uh, RTD was still the the showrunner for for series three, so that's not why why there was that big change. But I, I think that they felt safer to kind of you know extend themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Stephen Moffat start getting more and more involved in the uh, in the writing piece, and then when he took over for showrunner in series five, and then that's when we had Amy and Rory jump in. We had more development of River Song. We had the Weeping Angels come in as villains. A lot of new things that mm-hmm. are now woven into that fabric. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, you had Matt Smith come in as the as the new Doctor at that point, and and I've said it before, and I'll say it again: Matt Smith was the Doctor that brought me back to the show. I really liked his interpretation of the character. I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah, I don't think it would have been as effective if they had kept Tenet. I agree. As, yeah. As, and Amy. That, I agree. That would not have worked as well. It had to be the Raggedy Man. And that had to be Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah. I really I really got to know Matt Smith as an actor. I mean, I knew I knew he could act because I knew him from Doctor Who. But then I saw him in a movie with um Jennifer Conley where he played a clone of himself. And that was really, that was really interesting. Interesting. Well, what had happened is his girlfriend, he and his girlfriend, um, what had happened is that he had been killed in a car accident and the girlfriend took a clone of him and then raised him so that she could marry him. That's not creepy at all. Oh, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. But he did a very good job of it. And it was just really, it's called Womb. I think it's W-O-M-B, Womb. Hmm. Very, um, get a chance to see it. You'll, you'll see him in a very different light. As everybody just watches. We're looking into this. Uh, (laughs) This is, this is, this is going to be such a compelling episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's let's hope. And anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm at the point where we probably ought to start uh, winding this one down. Uh, yeah, I well, um, well, I one one thing I want I wanted to uh, talk about was uh, the. I was I was kind of in I was in, introduced uh, kind of like uh ten, tangentially in, into it well my my first uh exposure to doc, doctor who is actually through something 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 dark dark side and uh and so i was watch watching watching that and then they had just jumped jumped to light to light speed and he's like oh, light speed is always so creepy and they show the opening credit sequence for the fourth doctor and i'm like watching them like the fuck is this and the, and uh and so i i you know what i'll 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 i'll, I'll watch it with the commentary maybe maybe they meant mention maybe they meant mention mention something that i can look up no <laughs> they're they're i mean they um they all they all knew what 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 show was kind of inter, inter you know kind of interlaced in there and so they're like yeah and so they're like you know kind of uh having their own com- commentary on on the original on the original uh doc- doctor who run and i'm like okay, no show name no nothing okay all right whatever and then late later i was listening to a uh, 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 podcast, and you know, one, and it, it, it wasn't Doc, Doctor Who, Doctor Who related. Um, actually, I think the it, the podcast is defunct at this point, but it was, uh, uh, jeez. Um, and anyway, um, oh, so it was, uh, with, uh, uh, 
well, it, it was like a, a like a sex ed uh, po- podcast, and like they, and um, there, it had nerd nerd in there. So, well, the 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 host was sex sex nerd Sandra, but um, I but remember and, that. Yeah, and um, and and one ep- episode they were like talking about like some nerdy, t- and then one of them mentioned like, are are you uh, date are you uh, more David Tennant or Matt or Matt Smith? And I'm like, wait. What's this? <laughs> and then they mentioned, oh yeah, it's a Doctor Who thing. I'm like, okay, now I gotta look into this. And <laughs> and then we uh, start started with the uh, the first first episode in Eccleston's run because I think I think we were uh, uh, I start I started watching it like right like between series series five and six, mm-hmm. and there and there's. There's kind of like this, this uh, like between series four and five, they they had like a bit of a but uh, BBC had a bit of a budget kind of weird thing where they could only afford to do like how, however many episodes. So he had like the there was like a whole year where it, it was like it was like four like four specials. And and uh, of of course that I I didn't get into watching this until well after that happened, so I had no I had no like con- context for this, and so so we go from the end of end of ser- series four, <laughs> and uh, which which pro- which um, which probably ends with uh, David Tennant saying I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, you know, it's been a while since I've seen Journey's End, but not, not for that reason. <laughs> and then, and then we go to series five. Here's Matt Smith hanging, hanging out of, out of the, out of the TARDIS flying over the London skyline. We're like, what the fuck happened? And, and so we go through it. All right. Maybe, maybe they'll, maybe, maybe they'll kind of do like, you know, like a, uh, like, and, and flat flashback to it. It's like, no, that, that never happened in series five. And I was, I was, uh, listening to some old, old uh older episodes of uh netheads which is another podcast and they he they ex- explained like what like what happened between series four and five i was like okay this might actually explain things and you go, <laughs> then we jump back watch watch the watch uh the 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 the, the specials and where you actually see you know it's you see the you know, re- regenerate into into Matt Smith and like okay this makes a lot more sense okay now we can watch series five again and I kept <laughs> and I kept going oh that's a Torchwood reference that's a Torchwood reference that's a Torchwood reference he won't watch Torchwood now because <laughs> I'd watched Torchwood yeah before. like up like up like through through all. I th- I think you mentioned that like in like in ser- in series one when they when they're in like the in the six sixteen hundreds or something and and the yeah. and series the, two Shakespeare Code yep yeah. that's it and I the, remember that but I don't remember who Martha <laughs> Jones is and then and um it and well. No, Shakespeare was series, series three. three. Yeah. Series three, yeah, series series one. That was that was uh, the one uh, Charles Dickens. Anyway, where where, where the uh, there was a problem with with the gas that was an- animating yeah. the, the corpses. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so any that that's that's one uh, you first. Oh, that's a Torchwood reference. And from that point, all all the way up until the end of series four, at just random, at just <laughs> random parts, I would just point to the screen and say, "Is that a Torchwood reference?" <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it was, and sometimes it wasn't. But at that point, it's just like, all right, screw it. I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. And then, t- and then I finally got to the point where I said, well, you'll never know. It's like, so, yeah, you're right. I won't. But you're missing Torchwood. If you get a chance to watch Torchwood, it's really good. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I think we've run, run I think we've run that one into the ground. So, yeah, th- let's see. Run, we haven't reached the end of the regeneration cycle yet. <laughs> so, anyway, um, we do, let me hit hit the button here. So, uh, we do do thank you for for watching or or listening. Uh, we do appreciate any feedback. 
please comment using the channels found on hvpodcast.net. And uh, uh, please check out our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash hvpodcast underscore YouTube. And uh, you can stay up to date by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or TuneIn. Okay, so yeah, we got, we got to uh, put a name on this really weird thing we call an episode. <laughs> so we got Squee Leaf. Did it hurt? Staying on topic, run that into the ground. <laughs> hmm. I, 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 I like, did it hurt? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah. I, I, depending on how we put this up on, the, on our social media channels, that might actually prompt people to... <laughs> listen, listen for themselves and find out if it hurt or not. <laughs> <laughs>